Hello and welcome to this week's episode of God is Good, God is Real. This week I have June Morris with me. She is 95 years old and she goes to church with me. (laughs) Um, Let me just say a quick prayer and we'll get into it. Dear God, please be with June and I as we get ready to record this. Please let your words um, speak through both of her and me that people may see your glory and see your goodness and know more about who you are and see that you help people in their everyday lives, and just be with us as we do this. Amen. All right, you ready, June? Okay. I had a very abusive childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother, well, my mother and dad were never home. Yeah. And I can remember when I was five years old, my mother had a set of twins. Mm-hmm. Walter and Wallace on October the 20th. Oh. Well, on New Year's, Mom and Dad went somewhere. I don't know where. Oh, wow. But my brother, just older than I was, I was five, he was seven. Mm-hmm. They left us all home alone with the twins. Oh, no. And these are like three or four-month-old babies? Yeah. Oh, wow. And when they came home... Wallace was dead. Oh. And mom and dad were always leaving us alone. To, uh, to go where? Like, was it to work or was it just to go do their own thing? No, or? it wasn't to work. Because, well, when I was five, we moved from Gillette, Wyoming, out on a homestead, 40 mm-hmm. miles from Gillette. Okay. And uh, so I don't know what mom and dad did. When they were gone, but uh, like I said, they were never home. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was nine, they were gone. And Les and Bernie and I had to take our horse a mile to water. Mm-hmm. And so we rode him. You know, we always rode bareback because if we rode a horse. We was on horses every day. Yeah. And so we rode bareback, and on the way home, we were galloping, and the horse shied from a rattlesnake. Oh. And I went off first and broke my arm. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's still been a little bit. And uh, not only did I break my arm, but I ruptured two discs in my lower back. Oh, At the force of lumbar. That would would hurt. But. The doctors were so worried about my arm because my arm got gangrene and I thought I was going to have to amputate it. Oh, no. Well, Mom and Dad wasn't home that day. Yeah. It happened about 1 o'clock. And Mom and Dad didn't get home till about 11 or 12 that night. Oh, wow. And they had to take me over to one of the neighbors to take me into Gillette to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I finally got to the doctor about four or five o'clock the next morning. Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't do anything for my arm there in Chillette, so they sent me on to Hot Springs, South Dakota. Oh, wow. And that's when they were carving the president's heads in Oh, the... for Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I was in Hot Springs all summer. Because my arm got gangrene in it. Uh-huh. 
And I know they wheeled me into surgery one day and was going to amputate my arm at the shoulder. Oh, wow. And I put up a fight because I was not going to let them take my arm off. No, you were young. You don't want to miss a limb so young. And it was in a Catholic hospital. Mm. And I got in the operating room and the nun turned around to do something to the operating table. When she did, I... Saw my opportunity. <laughs> I jumped out of the wheelchair and down the hall I went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But the doctor was coming up the hall to scrub, and he picked me up and took me back into surgery, and I was fighting and screaming, and he says, call her mother up here. Yeah. Well, when my mother spoke, you melted. Mm-hmm. Yep, when moms tell <laughs> you to said, do something. She said, June, you lay down on that table before I paddle you good. Oh. <laughs> so I laid down, I thought, but I don't have to breathe. Oh. <laughs> so I was not going to breathe. Yeah. So I held my breath as long as I could when I came up for a breath of air. I sucked all that ether in, and, of course, that, that was the end oh. of my fighting. <laughs> but it saved my arm. Oh, all the fighting did? That fi the doctor told my mother if I hadn't put up the fight that I put up, that, that he would have yeah. amputated my arm. But he said well, after the God fight you that I put up, he couldn't see the... Yeah, well, praise God you were a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's one time it paid me to fight. <laughs> sure did. But... uh. So your parents weren't Christian? No. No. In fact, I never I never heard anything about God till I was seven years old mm. and we went back to North Dakota. Uh, my dad's parents lived in South Dakota and my mother's parents lived in North Dakota. Okay. And so we spent most of the time in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And Grandma Horsemeyer who was my mother's mother. Okay. I fell in love with her. Aww. She was a godly woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loved everybody. Yeah. And I wanted to grow up and be like Grandma. Aww. <laughs> you know, That's I, so cute, though. She, she really made an impression on me, so... She taught us the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew about God. Yeah. But I would say the Lord's Prayer every night before I'd go to sleep. Aww. But I didn't think that I should pray about any of my problems because he had all these other hundreds, thousands of people to take care of. Yeah. And they were probably in worse shape than I was. Aww. <laughs> You just didn't know much about God other no, than the prayer. No, I didn't know anything. Yeah. And, but God has been with me throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I was 10 years old, my mother made us kids go to work when we was 10. Yeah. Earning money. Okay. And she'd always pick a place for us to go to work. And I don't think she uh, 
check the places out like she should have. Oh. Because the first place that I went to work, I was carrying buckets of water around the house, great big farmhouse, mm -hmm. to fill the wash machine and the wash tubs to do the washing. Well, uh, her husband... Couldn't leave his hands off from you. Mm, that's not okay. And uh, so one day they sent me to the garden to get vegetables for dinner. And I had to walk past the barn on the way. Well, when I walked past the barn, he was there waiting for me. Mm -hmm. And, of course, horses was always my favorite animal. Yeah, horses are great. And uh, he said, you know, I bought a new horse. I want to show him to you. Mm -hmm. Well, he got me in the barn and, and tried to molest me. Oh, no. And uh, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, My do my sister and I had to wear boys' bib overhauls. That okay. Overhauls they outgrew, and of course it was all bib. Yeah. You know. Thank goodness for bib overhauls because he was trying to get my bib overhauls down. Uh huh. And a horse uh, whether the horses knew what he was doing or what, but the yeah. horses jumped into, you know, kind of bounced into him and knocked him off his feet, so I got away from him. Oh, wow. And I just said, thank God for bib overhauls, because yeah. that was one day. That was God. Yeah. Or else, yeah. But I went to the garden, got the vegetables, and I don't know why I thought I had to stay till after I got the dish done. Oh. That dinner. Uh-huh. But I did, and I, t I told the mother, I said, I'm going home right after the dishes are done. And it was about 10 miles from where I lived, and I thought if I had to, I would walk. Mm-hmm. But he had a daughter there that was pregnant, and... uh she took me home, and there was nobody at home. Hmm. And I was so devastated to think that that guy tried to molest me. Yeah. And I went out behind the barn in the sunshine and lay there in the sunshine, and I could feel God's presence. Aww. And I, I didn't know anything about God except the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. But God knew who you were. And uh, and God has been with me a, a lot of times. Uh, well, when I was born, I didn't gain any weight until I was six months old. Oh, wow. And they thought I was going to die. Yeah, that's scary. And some uh, neighbors moved in to Gillette with... Uh, some milk cows, and they said, 
we'll give you all the milk that baby can eat if it'll help her. They put me on cow's milk and I started growing. Oh, wow. But my sister, she was two years younger than I was, and she was, when she grew up, she was five foot eleven. Oh, wow. My brothers were all over six foot tall. So, so if I hadn't had that episode when I was born, I probably would have been five foot eleven. Yeah. Or six foot, you know. Yeah. Tall but the family. way it was, I was the shortest one in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so how tall did you get? <laughs> how tall were you or are you? Pardon. How tall are you? About five two. Five two? Oh yeah. So that's a big difference between you and your sister. Yeah. Wow. And she used to envy me because I was so small, and I envied her because she was tall. Yeah, <laughs> we always want what we don't have. <laughs> uh, the grass is always greener. Oh, wow. That's really awesome, though, to be able to look back on your life and see that God was um, taking part in it even before you even really I can him. I can look back and see so many things where God brought me through. Yeah. Um, I can remember before my mother passed away, I never was my mother's favorite. Mm. And dad could have cared less if I even existed, you know. Yeah. And uh, before my mother passed away, I had my nurse's training and so I quit my job and went over to Salmon to take care of my mother, mm -hmm. hoping, hoping beyond hope, she would tell me one time in her life that she loved me that's, before she died. Yeah, that's But hard. she never did. Oh. And uh, that first night I was there, I took her supper into her when I sat it on the tray. She... She cooked for the hospital there in Salmon for about 25 years. Wow. So they let us use a hospital bed and the trays or the, you know, everything. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and her house was right next to the hospital. In fact, when she died, the hospital bought her house and put a new hospital. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. But anyway, I took her supper into her and set it on the on the stand, and she looked up at me, and she says, June, I know why you're here. You're here to get your hands on everything you can get. And oh, it no. just cut my heart out because oh. I had no intention. Yeah, you were there to you know, find uh, love. Because I knew how my mother felt toward me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, didn't I didn't want to take anything. Yeah. You know, so anyway, we had to end up putting her in nursing home because she was five foot eleven, mm -hmm. and she weighed about two hundred and fifty pounds. And oh wow! If she'd have been my size, yeah, I could have taken care of her real easy. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> but she's just too big. Yeah. So anyway, when I left. Like I said, I wasn't going to take nothing, mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. And my brothers and my sister knew I didn't have a TV. So mm -hmm. they put her TV in the back of my car. 
Well, that was nice. Well, when I got to Boise, uh, I gave it to my grandson because I I just didn't want it yeah. after her telling me. Yeah. That, that you was know. hard to hear. So anyway. So when did you start like becoming a Christian and learning about more about God? Okay. Can't remember how old I was. <laughs> uh, in 1953, I had my fourth baby. Mm -hmm. He was born on Friday the 13th of March mm -hmm. and died the next day. Oh, no. He's buried up in Greensville. Okay, that's hard. And, uh, but I was not allowed to talk about it. I was not allowed to cry. Oh. My husband just, you know. He didn't want to hear about it? He, he didn't want me to. I was supposed to have, like, nothing ever happened. Oh, that's so hard. As women, that's not, we and, can't uh, do that. My husband was, you know, like. When I, the day I married him, mm -hmm. I thought I was getting away from my mother. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. Oh. But I stayed married to him for 24 years. That's a long through time. abuse and, mm. you know. Yeah. And, uh, but. When Roger died, whenever I felt like I had to get out and cry, we lived up there where the swinging bridge is on the South Fork. Okay. In fact, we built that swinging bridge 66 years ago. Wow. And it's still there. It's still there. Wow. But I would go out behind a big tree and sit there all by myself and cry. Because I had I had no one. Yeah. You know. Your husband wouldn't let you talk about it and you didn't have yeah. a mom. To and talk. uh so my husband and my marriage I tried to be the Christian woman that I should, or the wife that I should be, mm -hmm. you know. But no matter how hard I tried, he, he just couldn't see anything good in me at all. Oh. And, uh, but I stayed with him for 24 years, and they thought I had a brain tumor because... In July, the beautiful, sunshiny day, I'd have this pain back here in the back of my head, and everything just goes solid black. Oh, wow. So they thought for sure I had a brain tumor, so they flew to me, flew me to Boise. We was living in Council, okay. Idaho then. And, in fact, Frank... Flew me to Boise, and the doctor, the neurosurgeon in Boise, says, bring your suitcase. Mm -hmm. So I did. My husband set my suitcase out on the runway mm -hmm. there at the airport, 
got in the plane and took off. Oh my goodness, he just left and you. That was about noon, and I had an appointment with a neurosurgeon at one. And there I was. Just stuck. Didn't have a car, didn't have nothing. Oh goodness. And so I finally remembered this friend of mine in Boise. And I called her up and asked her if she would come and get me and take me to the the doctor's office. Yeah. So she did. But they ran tests. It was not a brain tumor. It was nerves. It was stress? Oh, from wow. from my marriage. Yeah. And, uh, and so the doctor told me, he says, June, you don't have any choices. You've got to get out. Oh, wow. She says, your husband divorced you many years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he didn't and, uh, care for you like he should. Yeah. Yeah. And so we split. I went back to Tennessee. Oh, now here was a miracle. I knew I couldn't go back home. Mm-hmm. So my daughter, who graduated from high school that year, she drove my car and she'd come to Boise to see me and she said, Mom, now what do you want me to get? Because she and I had talked. I told her, I said, sure, there's no way I can ever go back home. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so I told her what what all I would like, and she'd put it in the car and bring it to Boise. And so they let me out of the hospital on Friday. Mm -hmm. So I went to this friend's house. Sunday morning, Sherry and I headed out for Tennessee. I had $75 to my name. That's not much. But the lady that I was staying with packed me. Well, she she packed sandwiches and, and food and everything to last till we got to Tennessee so we wouldn't have to buy anything on the way. That's so nice. Because it, it took about 10 days. Yeah. Of, or 10 days, three days. That's a long drive. Straight traveling, you know. Yeah. And when we got to Tennessee, I had five cents. Oh, wow. But you made it. I had the faith in God that if I'd had to move every mountain on the way to Tennessee, I could have done it. Oh, wow. I had that much faith. I knew he'd get me there. I didn't know how he was going to do it, but I knew he he would do it. Oh. And so along that trip, did you see any miracles, or did the money just just last? Uh, I didn't really see any miracles on the way. Mm-hmm. But the day we got there, we went to this friend's house of mine, Ruth Trivet, and she was a nurse and, and an ethicist. And Sherry and I had traveled in our clothes for three days and three nights. Oh, wow, yeah. Didn't we hadn't unloaded a thing. She took me over to the 
nurses building over by the hospital, the school, they was going to start an LPN class. And I said, kept saying, Ruth, I can't do it. Mentally or physically, I yeah. can't do it. I felt uh, like I had the mentality of a third grader. Oh. And uh, I really believed, well, and I'd already had two back surgeries. Oh, right, yeah. And for nursing, you've, you've just about got to have a good back. You've got to be able to lift and stuff. <laughs> so I said, Ruth, I can't do it, nurse, mentally or physically. Well, she got me over there and got me talking to the instructor, and the instructor had me fill out the forms, and they accepted me. Wow. And I kept praying, God, you know I can't do it, physically or mentally. You know I can't do it. Yeah. But it amazed me they even accepted me. Yeah. <laughs> so... I said, God, you're ha going to have to be with me mm -hmm. all the way through. And he was? It was so funny because I was third highest in the class. and oh, didn't wow. realize. I still didn't think I could do it because I'd been beat down so. Yeah, for so long in the marriage. Yeah. That I was no good, mm -hmm. you know. Wow. But anyway, then during... Christmas break, Frank kept calling Ruth, wanting me to come back to Idaho. And the minister there said, don't you go back, that man. Mm. And I, I got to thinking, if he has changed and I don't go back, I'll never forgive myself. Mm. But if I do go back and he hasn't changed, at least I know that I have done everything I can do. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. He came back to Tennessee, and of course, uh, I transferred my studies to Ontario, Oregon. Okay. And uh, so just as the Christmas vacation was over, I would be going to finishing up in Ontario, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And uh, three days after I got home, my husband says, I'm going to get out and have fun. Uh, and this and that and the other. And he says, if you don't like it, you go your way and I'll go mine. I says, why did you ever come and get me? Yeah. But at least I knew that I had tr done everything I could humanly do. Yeah, you did. To save our marriage. Yeah. I loaded my car and went to Ontario and got a motel room so I could finish my nurse's training. And... Uh, there was another Adventist lady in the class. Oh, nice. Well, everybody would go out and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee during oh, okay. the break. Oh, but yeah. Alice and I, we'd stay in the in the schoolroom because you didn't want we didn't either. believe in that. Yeah. You know? So one day I got a phone call. And it was from my sister-in-law who was an Adventist there in Payette. And uh, 
She said, June, you're causing a bad name for the Johnsons. Oh, wow. And that was your husband's last name? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, she says, I'm going to come over after you get out of class today and talk to you about it. And he was the one that was running around with other women and, you know, cause, you know. Yeah, he was But the he one. blamed me f oh, for goodness. doing it. And I know I went back in the, in the classroom and Alice looked at me and she said, June, what's wrong? So I told her. She says, you get excused from class. Go to your motel room. Pack up your stuff. Go to our home. And live with us, and we'll hide your car so nobody will know where you are. Aww. Nobody can trace you. Yeah. And she says, tell the ones in the office there at the college, don't give out any information mm -hmm. on me at all. So that's what I did. So I lived with Val Alice and Virgil all through the rest of my nurse's training. Oh, how nice. And when I graduated, nobody came to my graduation. Oh, that's sad. But I was so thrilled yeah. that I did it, you yeah. know. Yeah, that was such an accomplishment. That's awesome. So then uh, back to what you were talking about, how you became a Christian, and you said after your boy died, you... Oh, I... <clears throat> yeah, after Roger died, I... I felt so terrible because, well, I wasn't allowed to cry and I wasn't allowed to talk about it. And, yeah. And I just thought, well, he's a baby angel in heaven. Aww. And I kept praying when I go out behind the tree by myself to to cry and whatnot. I, I keep praying, God, if we could just go to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Maybe my husband would change. Oh. And uh, so we started studying with the Jehovah Witnesses. Mm -hmm. Started studying with the Mormons. Mm -hmm. And going to the Baptist Church in Kuski, you know, as you go into Kuski, if you don't turn. Yeah. You run right into that church, and that was the church that we went to, and okay. it was a Baptist church then, and they were, every, every Sunday they'd go, they'd make an altar call, Okay. and my husband would say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do anything that says one faith, one baptism, mm -hmm. one God. He says, I'm not going to do anything until I know which one it is. Oh. So. I mean, that's a good point, though. So we started with the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons and went to the Baptist Church for a year. Mm-hmm. And ended up becoming Seventh-day Adventists. <laughs> <laughs> and so how did that happen? And, uh. But, see, my husband's oldest brother and his. And his family were Adventists. There were two or three Adventists in my husband's family. Oh, wow. So they they got us one of those big, old-fashioned square recorders that had the big reels. Okay. And Ben Glanza and H.M.S. Richards. 
Okay. He, HMS Richards was the speaker. Ben was a singer. Oh, okay. And so when we got those home, my husband says, well, we can erase those and put anything on there we want. <laughs> so he went to work and the kids went to school. And I put one of those tapes on. It was the most beautiful thing for me. Oh. I felt like I was right in heaven. Yeah. And so when they came home for supper, I had supper already. And after we had asked the blessing, I went over and turned the tape recorder on. Oh. And we never did erase them. Oh, wow. But my husband had a piece of paper, and I had a piece of paper, and he says, you take down the first scripture, I'll take down the second. He says, we will check this against the Bible. Wow. To see. Wow. That's awesome, even though he wasn't a very, he wasn't a good man at all, but he was very dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And uh, so we did that. We never went to bed till 2 or 3 o'clock the next morning because oh, wow. we were, you know. Yeah. And he ended up becoming a Seventh-day Adventist. Wow. That... We were, he and I and, and our oldest son were all baptized in Orofino the same day. Oh. And uh, then it was the next year that we went to Madison. And that's where he went to school. Yeah. To... But when, when he got out of school and started making money, mm -hmm. uh, he slipped back to his old ways. In fact, when I went, when I was left him after I got out of the hospital and was back in Tennessee, he and one of the doctors and the administrator embezzled fifty thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! Of the hospital's money. And this was after and you almost divorced him or left him. That was that was when after I've been in the hospital, the doctor says, "Don't you go oh, back that okay. time?" And so after you'd left, he he embezzled. How much did you say? Fifty thousand. Oh my goodness! And they lost it all. <gasps> How did they lose it? Uh, put a jackpot, you know, at the gambling. Oh, oh wow! They thought they could make money, and they didn't. They lost it all. Oh wow! That's terrible. Anyway. So when I got through with my nurse's training, I went to work, started making a life of my own. Mm -hmm. huh. But it was so ma amazing the things that I went through. Like there at Madison, I had so many surgeries, and and he'd keep telling me, that's all in your head. Mm -hmm. If you'd get your mind off of yourself, you'd be all right. That's not okay. I had... Those two rupture discs. Yeah. That I did when I was nine. Yeah. And they they were, well, they were cutting into my sciatic nerve. Oh wow, that would cause a lot. And of pain. Uh, I suffered so severely with him, and he'd just say, "Oh, if you get your mind off yourself, you'd be all right. If you mm. get out here, walk." And you could five miles, you you wouldn't have any more pain. <laughs> oh, but you couldn't because it was 
It was for like legitimate reasons and stuff. Oh. But, uh, and I know there at Madison, I was off one evening. I was assistant matron of the college cafeteria. Okay. And I very seldom ever had a day off. And this one day I had off, so I thought, okay, the kids and I are going to spend this doing things for the kids, you know. Mm -hmm. So we played softball. We swung in the swings. We Aww. had bicycle races, and we everything that they wanted to do, you know. That's so fun. Well, I got on my daughter's bicycle, and we was having a race. And I thought, well, I'm going to show them that I can do, I can win. Yeah. Well, I was going too fast. Oh, no. And going down a road, and down at the end of the road was a sharp corner, just about like turning here. Uh-huh. And um, it was getting dusk, and car lights was coming around the corner. So oh, no. I, Made sure I was over to the edge of the yeah of the road. Uh -huh. Whether I hit loose gravel or whether I hit the edge of the pavement, it flipped my bicycle and Ooh. I threw my leg out. <gasps> yeah. To to catch, while well, I tore everything up <gasps> in this knee. Oh. And. Uh, my knee was locked back like that. Ooh. I couldn't straighten it. Ooh. So they took me to the hospital. They couldn't get a hold of my doctor. And the, the emergency room doctor, he was our neighbor. Mm -hmm. And he says, I've never seen that in a woman before. So I couldn't believe that. That's what was going on in your leg. Well, and my leg was numb. Uh -huh. You know, it yeah. was numb till about midnight. Uh -huh. This happened at about eight o'clock at night. Uh -huh. And uh, so he says, take the wheelchair, because we only lived about a block from the hospital. Uh -huh. He says, take the wheelchair and go home in the wheelchair. Well, when we got outside the emergency room, my husband made me get out of the wheelchair and try to walk home. Oh, and, and your, your knee can't even move. And he, and he didn't try to help me at all. Oh, wow. So I had to struggle to get home. Well, and I knew I couldn't go to work the next day because that leg was bent back. So I sent the kids over to the neighbors to borrow her crutches because I thought maybe I'd go to work on crutches. Mm -hmm. So I used her crutches, but Frank came home about midnight from his job, and I got the crutches and went to the bathroom, and he was so mad. Hmm. So I pushed the crutches under the bed hoping but maybe that would smooth things out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next morning, well, I 
I said, somebody's going to have to call the lady that was over me and tell her that I could, that I'd been hurt and couldn't go to work. Yeah. And so at seven o'clock or before seven, I got up and, and cooked some oatmeal, made some toast. And I thought I was going to pass out before I got back on the bed, you know. Oh, wow. Because it was so painful. And, yeah. And then Frank came in there and he was going to grab my leg and jerk <gasps> it straight. Oh. And uh, I said, no, you're not touching that leg. And the kids kind of started says, you leave mom alone, you know. Mm -hmm. So I finally went out of the house and went up to the hospital. And uh, so I sent one of the kids over the next door neighbors across the street to see if she would help me go up to the hospital because I, I knew I, I, I was so bad I knew I couldn't get in and out of a car. Yeah, no. But if she could just help me, and here I was on crutches, and I'd never been on crutches before, yeah. so I didn't know oh. how, how I do. And we had to go up quite a few steps to get into the hospital. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so the neighbor came over and walked up with me. And Dr. Evans' office was right there in the hospital, right there in the door of where I went in. And I just went to his office, and of course he was out on the making rounds in the hospital. And mm -hmm. his nurse called him and said, uh, I think you need to come to the office and check June over. Boy, he took one look at me. He says, have you been walking on this? Oh. And so he put me right in the hospital, and I was in the hospital for about three weeks. Oh, wow. And then when they'd done surgery, they put the cast on and let me out of the hospital, and I went back to work the next day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the college cafeteria. Oh, wow. And you needed but, rest. <laughs> so. But uh, that that was, when I was married to Frank, I, I went through a lot of things like that. Yeah. Because he had no sympathy. He, you know, he couldn't understand yeah. Uh-uh. He didn't, yeah. And so then you got married again. I got married again. Mm-hmm. I was single three years. And the fellow, the second fellow I married was raised in Adventist. They were long-standing Adventist, okay. although he had left the church and come back in. But then he had a son that was 48, his only child. Okay. And his son was so extremely jealous of me. Oh, wow. That he choked me twice. <gasps> and 
injured the back of my neck. Oh my goodness. And he threatened to rape me. <gasps> and uh, And the father, your husband didn't do anything about this? My, no, my husband was there. The two times he choked me, and he, and he says, "Oh, I didn't." I says, "How come you didn't call Robert off?" I didn't think he was hurting you. Oh my goodness, that's scary. And so, after six years of that marriage, I had to flee for my life. Yeah. And the church put me on a year's probation, like if I was a guilty one that done all those horrible things, and. Hmm. Uh, That's not okay. I kind of lost my faith in churches. Yeah, that makes it hard when you know because uh, you hadn't done anything wrong, and they're blaming you. Yeah, and so, but I've, I, I left, and the lies that was told about me was terrible. But there wasn't anything I could do about it. Yeah, that's hard. And I know I can remember sitting on my davenant one day just feeling terrible because all the lies that were told about me. And, uh, and I says, God, there's nothing I can do. I can't go back and try to prove, you know. Well, I had, before I left, I had a traffic officer come to me and tell me that my stepson was out to get me. And oh, wow. he said, if if he does anything to you, he says, I'll get there as quick as I can. But he says, I may be out on another run or something and not be able to get there. Mm -hmm. He says, and, and I suggest that you get out as far as you can. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. When I moved to Kamii, I think it was about 1990, I moved to Kami. I, okay. I was running from my past. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was a thing existing. I wasn't even a human being anymore. Oh, wow. Because I'd been through so much. You know, my emotions and my feelings had been frozen for so many years. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't allowed to cry so many times. Yeah. Um. When we were back at Madison and I was still married to my first husband, a very dear friend of mine, her name was Johnson, mm -hmm. Betty Johnson. Mm -hmm. And we worked in the college cafeteria together. And uh, she got pregnant and had Joy Lisa. Well, her mother came up from Haiti to be with her. Mm hmm and then went on up into Vermont to uh, see Betty's brother. Mm -hmm. Well, on the way back, there was in a car wreck. And oh, it no. killed Betty and killed her mother. And they thought Joy Lisa was going to die. Mm -hmm. So they held Betty's body over to put Joy Lisa in the same coffin. But Joy Lisa didn't die. She made it. Mm -hmm. And we went to the services and of course I was crying because Betty was just like a sister to me. Yeah. We we were just so close. Oh, that's so hard. And I started crying and my husband took his elbow <gasps> and poked my ribs and told me to act like a Oh my goodness. Some like what what was it? 
that was acting like a silly child or something. Because you weren't. So, That's... see, I wasn't allowed to cry for so many years. Yeah. That at this point, when you moved to Cami, I, you just, you hadn't been allowed to express any emotion or be human. And anyway, so when I moved to Cami, I, I told everybody, I said, I feel like I'm a thing existing. I don't think I'm a human being anymore. Because like I said, my emotions and, and everything were had been frozen for so many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just, over the period of years, I kind of was able to get my feelings back. But I uh, have the family reunion every Saturday night on the Hope Channel. Okay. And I would watch that every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Because I knew Bob Edwards, Del Delker, uh -huh. Ray Turner, oh. all those guys, you know. Yeah. In fact, Del gave me one of her records uh, entitled The Night Watch. Oh. And so I would watch Family Reunion. And not this winter, but the winter before, mm -hmm. I was able to sit and watch that. And the tears started coming. Aww. And I've written a poem about teardrops to diamonds because I could never cry. Aww. And uh, last, uh, when I started crying watching Family Reunion, I, I, it, it, it was a thrill. Mm -hmm. It was a thrill that I could feel those tears running down my cheeks. Mm-hmm. Aw. That's awesome. You're finally allowed to express your emotions and cry. Aw. And so now I, can, I can't cry like I used to, but I can, uh -huh. you know, I can still. Yeah. So it, it feels kind of good to do it. I know I used to pray. There'd be no tears in heaven, and I'd say, oh, God, please, when I get to heaven, let me cry. Let Aww. me cry. <laughs> oh. Oh. And I'm sure he will. Oh. So. And so then when you were here in Cameo, you met your, your third husband then. In fact, I met him on my birthday one day. Oh, wow. Over at the church. And believe me, I wasn't interested in meeting anybody. Mm hmm And uh, because I'd been through two... Yeah, you were done. ...real bad marriages. Anyway, Steve uh, McCandless was our minister then. Okay. And... Percy rebaptized Lloyd, and uh, he kind of worked us in together. Aww. And I can remember going to prayer meeting one night, and Steve said something about Lloyd, and he looked right at me, and I says, 
I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I said, I don't know, Lloyd, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. And, uh. But you were about to. <laughs> <laughs> and but he and the church, they they just kind of kept working on it, you know. And, and we got married on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> but that, we were married when he passed away in 2014. He passed away February the 6th. And February the 14th would have been our 18th wedding anniversary. And those 18 years that I lived with him was the best years of my life. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. God, God, you knew you needed him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when he passed away, I had to get pictures. I've got pictures all over the house of him and me. Uh-huh. Because... I could, you know, he was so good to me. Yeah. And he's oh. the best thing that ever happened in oh. my life. And it's a gift from God. If I hadn't had those pictures, I don't know whether I'd made it or not. Because oh. <laughs> I could look at those pictures and, and think of how kind he was to me. Oh, you definitely deserve somebody to be nice <laughs> to you. Oh. And so when, when Lloyd was alive, you and him did prison ministries together? Mm-hmm. Oh. For ten and a half years, we did prison ministries. Oh, wow. And so did, how, did you guys see God when you were doing that? Like, did you see God working? Yeah. Yeah? Do you have any <laughs> stories to share about that? Um, we, had, we had quite some experiences up at the prison. Of course, I played my trumpet every Friday evening. Uh-huh. And our theme song was How Great Thou Art. Uh-huh. And I had it, all the verses typed out. Oh. When I would start playing, the inmates would start singing, and it was so beautiful oh. to hear them sing that song. Yeah. I mean, they sang it like they meant it, you know. Oh. <laughs> and it was so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And I know one one inmate before he was getting ready to go home. He says, "Whenever I hear how great thou art, I'll think of June." Oh, <laughs> oh. that's awesome. Hmm. And then I know you shared with me a story before we got started recording about um, you prayed for your son and how all these. People, uh -huh. I pray for them every morning and every night. Oh, wow. That's a lot of people. And I pray for their physical, mental, and spiritual need. Oh, wow. And especially their spiritual. Yeah. And then I pray that if they could experience the Holy Spirit wooing them out of the darkness of this whole world into his marvelous light and into the ark of safety. Aww. And because my oldest son, who lives in Booth Bay, Maine, he is deep into the New Age. Oh, okay. He don't want anything to do with religion. So I have a 
you know, I have a real burden on my heart for them. Mm -hmm. That something, and I know it's only the wooing of the Holy Spirit that, that's going to wake them up. For sure. And then so many of my grandchildren uh, are in drugs and alcohol and Aww. that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, that's sad. So I pray for them every morning and every night. Yeah. And so before we started recording, you shared about how during the 10 days of prayer the church was having, you prayed for your youngest son. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he called me. Uh-huh. And you he said, Mom, I've been studying. And I says, and then I keep thinking, well, maybe I'll get a call someday from some of my others. <laughs> yeah. Will you just retell that story real quick? Because we weren't recording when you shared it. So if you just, so he called you and said he was studying. and Yeah, because he hadn't spoken to me for about two or three years. Mm -hmm. And he lives at Harpster, which is about 17 miles away. Yeah, not very far. And uh, so, yeah, we was having 10 days of prayer. And in the middle of, well, maybe even at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Of course, I told everybody, I says, if you pray for my children, pray that their anger and their bitterness mm -hmm. will be turned into love and compassion. That's beautiful. And... Uh, so Danny called me and says, Mom, I've been studying. Can I Aww. read to you what I've been studying? Uh -huh. And I said, oh, yes. Well, when he read it to me, I knew it was from Sister White. Yeah. But I didn't say anything to him, you yeah. know. And I says, oh, Danny, that is beautiful. Uh-huh. So... For about three months, he'd call and he'd say, Mom, I've been studying. Can I read it to you? And I said, oh, yes, Denny. Yeah. Well, it was from Sister White's writings, you uh -huh. know. So the last time that I talked to him, uh, I said, oh, Denny, those studies are so beautiful. It sounds like you and I are going to be taking a journey together on uh, resurrection morning. Mm -hmm. We're going to be going to heaven together, Aww. and that was the last time I got to talk to him. Oh, wow. But I, I have hopes that he will be there. Because he passed away shortly after that. Yeah, he. It, it was just a couple of days after that he passed away. Oh wow! It sounds like he will. <laughs> so, and I keep hoping that a miracle will happen with the rest of them. Yeah, we'll keep praying. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. Do you have any other stories uh, that have happened in your life, you know, where you saw God working? or? Well, I've seen God working in my life all the way through. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, like when I was a child, I didn't realize mm -hmm. that it was God. I didn't realize it was God till after. I was growing, you know. Yeah. In fact, probably after my two divorces, I could look back and see where God was working when I, I didn't even realize he was, you know. Yeah. And 
so it's been beautiful to me mm -hmm. to think I can look back and see how God brought me through those things. Yeah. Like the time when we went back to Madison and I had five cents to my name. Yeah, that was God. <coughs> and Ruth took me over to the nursing department. Mm -hmm. I entered nursing with five cents to my name. Well, I was so thrilled I was in nursing. I went and checked a book out, mm -hmm. uh, Florence Nightingale. Uh-huh. And I, it was one day overdue, uh -oh. so it cost me two cents. Uh -huh. That's how long this go has been. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that left me with three cents to my name. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea where any more money was coming from, but I knew God would take care of me. He would, yeah. And uh, so on Wednesday... I went to class, and the instructor said, I want you to get this kind of a notebook, this kind of a notebook, colored pencils, and this and that and the other. Oh, wow. I went up to her after class, and I said, Mrs. Gonder, I only have three cents to my name. Mm -hmm. I says, and I have no idea where any money is coming from. Mm -hmm. But I said, I paid tithe on Every penny I have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I always believed in paying tithes, yeah. you know. Because God blesses me. And I says, I know God will take care of me, but I don't know how. Well, I left. And after I left, she called the doctor in our church. Mm -hmm. And she says, don't you have a fund for people? Well, nobody knew, even Ruth. The people I was staying with didn't know I only had three cents oh, to my name. Yeah. And uh, anyway, she called the doctor and told him, she says, can't your church help her? Well, the church didn't know I was that destitute. Yeah. And until she told the doctor. Well, Ruth and Sherry and I went to prayer meeting that night, and so after prayer meeting, Ruth says, you and Sherry went out in the car. We're having a board meeting. And I never dreamed a board meeting was about oh. me. <laughs> never gave it a thought it was about me. Yeah. So Sherry and I went out in the car, and Ruth came out finally, and she said, June, the church wants to help you. Will you let them? Oh, wow. I said, under one condition, Ruth, that when I get on my feet to pay him back, I can pay him back. They'll let me pay him back. Aww. I was able to pay him back double. <gasps> wow. Aww. Because I was so thrilled. Yeah. Because they helped me. That was you know? really awesome. That was God. And the first time I paid him back was the money I owed him. The second time I paid him back was a thank you gift. Mm -hmm. for what they've done to, for me. Aww. Yeah, I can see many, many things like that, that where God was with me all the way. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, I can remember a time in my life, and this is, this is probably when I had to flee for my life mm -hmm. from Long Creek, Oregon, and I said, God, I can't hang on any longer. Will you hang on to me? Will you hold my hand? Mm -hmm. 
and don't let go of it because mm -hmm. I can't I can't hang on any longer. I'd been through so much. Yeah. He never let go of my hand. And he still hasn't let go of my Aww. hand. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. And now I'm, you know, um, well, when I met Lloyd and he and I got married, like I say, that was the best 18 years of my life. But us being married has given me strength after he passed away to Aww. continue. To continue to live. That's beautiful. God gave you what you needed. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I think we'll stop the recording now. Well, you know, I just hope that it will help somebody else. I hope so, too. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up, no matter how bad it gets. Just, and if you can't hold on to God's hand, ask him to hold yours, hmm. not to let you go. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. All right, everyone, remember, God is real and God is good. Have a mm -hmm. good week. All right, bye.